Welcome to Unlocking Potential, a podcast from Baldwin Technology. We're fueled by 100 years of innovation, providing the top hardware, software, and consumables to automate, enhance, and apply intelligence to production processes. Join us and learn how you can unlock your full potential. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Baldwin's Unlocking Potential podcast series. I'm your host, Tyler Kern. Thanks so much for joining us for another episode of the show. You know, the start of a new year is a fitting time to delve deep into Industry 4.0. What if printers and converters could eliminate unplanned downtime altogether? This is not a futuristic vision. In fact, it's here and it's now, and early adopters of the technology throughout the graphics industry are proving the unprecedented potential of unlocking the power of the data at their fingertips. Printers and converters who have digitally connected equipment have the advantage of accessing both historical and real-time production data, insights, and analytics throughout the production process in the context of their customers and jobs. They now have the ability to drill down to identify the tiniest of trends and understand the root cause of problems they long suspected were there. With this information, printers and converters can implement proactive and preventative corrective actions across machines, vendors, operators, and plants that can have an enormous impact on productivity, quality, and waste long before it's an issue. And the process is autonomous, meaning the machine runs and corrects itself. Digital access to machines in remote factories has become more relevant than ever in light of the pandemic restrictions that have limited the number of employees on site in many locations. Also, accelerating the transition to Industry 4.0 across all industries is the global labor shortage that puts a premium on automation, right? An increasing worldwide scrutiny of and demanding for sustainable practices up and down the supply chain can now be achieved to the highest of standards with minimal effort by harnessing the power of data. With all of these trends converging and the technology at our fingertips, it's possible 2022 will be the tipping point, with Industry 4.0 becoming ubiquitous in an increasingly competitive environment, where there's no compromising on quality, productivity, and sustainability. Baldwin is among the industry innovators leading the transition. Its Industry 4.0 platform, AMP IoT, quickly connects the data from machines, accessories, MIS software, and workflow to obtain a holistic view of production and OEE, regardless of the assets, make, model, or vintage. And joining me here on the podcast today is Baldwin's Chief Marketing and IoT Officer, Steve Metcalf. Steve, welcome to the podcast. Thanks so much for joining me. Yeah, thanks. Uh, thanks for having us. It's a great opportunity to be here today. Absolutely. Thrilled to have you back on the show, Stephen. We're also joined today by Jake Schwartel. He is the Chief Technical Architect of the AMP IoT platform. Jake, welcome to the podcast. Thanks for joining us. Yeah, thanks for having me. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, Steve, before we do a deep dive into Industry 4.0, it's important to understand OEE, or overall equipment efficiency. So why will we hear OEMs talking more and more about OEE in today's graphics industry? Tell us a little bit more about that. Yeah, so the concept of OEE has been around in, in lots of industrialized spaces for, for many years, and, and it, it's really just looking at the overall availability of the equipment uh, and, and what percentage of it is actually being utilized you know, for production and for sellable product, uh, ultimately. And so what we see across the, you know, the graphics industry, you know, um, you know, across packaging, commercial printing, uh, <clears throat> label making, many different segments of our market, is that the, the true... 100% theoretical OEE of a machine is never really actually reached, you know, the uh, the percentage of its availability. Uh, a lot of that's for technical reasons. A lot of that is for the fact that the machine has maintenance, it has make-ready processes, et cetera. But uh, what's missing has been this sort of middle ground where 
you know, waste is produced, uh, errors are made, faults, et cetera. So there's, there's lost opportunity in that area. And <clears throat> what we see is that a lot of the uh, benchmarks that have been done in our industry, the theoretical availability or the OE of the machine is in the 30% range. And so if just increasing that alone through access to information to make better decisions and to determine what's what sort of root cause that's behind uh, performance and productivity rates uh, it would be a, a, a wonderful thing for this, uh, for our industry, and it's happening everywhere as well. So getting the overall equipment efficiency or effectiveness higher uh, literally delivers, you know, bottom line benefits to everybody uh, in the manufacturing space. That's that, that's a great point. And Jake, I wanted to follow up with you and just ask if you could describe Industry 4.0 in the context of OEE. How ready do you think that the industry is for, for large scale adoption of this? Yeah, so Industry 4.0 is has really kind of become popular in the last five to 10 years, mostly as technology has advanced. And it's allowed us to uh, gain access in real time to all of the data of what's going on on the shop floor, everything from like a print's uh, web speed to the curing power and, and everything in between. And so now that uh, we have that data, we can actually calculate overall equipment efficiency across all assets in real time. And so, you know, as Steve accurately put, OEE is the driving metric of how are my, how, how is my investment paying off? How well am I producing? What's my bottom line look like? So now bringing in this technology layer on top of OEE, you're able to look at uh, all of these statistics in real time across assets to really gain the bigger picture of uh, what does my operation look like day to day and how are the changes I'm making improving things. That's that, that's really well put, Jake. And, and Steve, I, I wonder from your perspective, what parts of the industry do you feel are especially ripe for these improvements by ingesting live production data? Do you see that there are specific aspects of um, of the industry that are ready for that that type of innovation? Oh yeah, <clears throat> this is a this is a green field for everybody. And so, really, any production machine, and, and the way we think about it is, you know, most of the machinery that you find in printing and packaging and converting. You find, uh, you know, the printing presses themselves. You find uh, sometimes feeders uh, to the machines. Uh, you find, you know, the the finishing process. You know, binding, slitting, cutting, folding, all the other things that happen to get product out the door. And all of these machines, you know, for decades have had data. They have had electronic control systems. You know, what we would call Industry 3.0, and that data has been localized. It, it it it's it's there to run the machine. And you know, eventually, if the machine has a fault or information. Uh, you know, a local operator or technician or maintenance tech can, can look into that. But that information has been locked up. It's never been really liberated into a platform very easily where you can pull the data together, aggregate it, uh, put it into context of customers and jobs and materials and inks and other things that are happening, uh, and then really start to develop these insights. And so what Industry 4.0 is doing, what, uh, what AMP as an IoT platform is doing is really extracting that information and putting it into meaningful context so we can start to get these insights uh, that, that have, you know, I think a lot of people uh, that I talk to, they have a good gut sense of what's happening in production, but there's a lot of things that there has been hard to explain. Why does this machine that should be identical to the machine over uh, in the other factory, you know, identical process, identical product, why are they running at different performance levels? And, and these are things that the data really has the story for. And we're now 
in a really cool area because we can unlock data across the across the board. Just about anything that has data information, not just the hardware of the machines and the control systems of the machines, but software systems have data and they're easy to connect to as well. Excellent stuff. Excellent stuff, Steve. So obviously one of the things that, that d- drove um, Baldwin's approach to AMP is the fact that, that you have so many touch points across the, the print process, right? So Jake, I was wondering if you could explain AMP's architecture and what differentiates AMP as an organic platform for printing and converting and that sort of thing. Yeah. So AMP is uh, a platform that we uh, within Baldwin developed from scratch uh, over three years ago now. And it really drove from the need to have something specific to printing, processing, and, and converting. Uh, Baldwin, as an OEM, had tried different off-the-shelf IoT platforms. Uh, and really, we just came up frustrated with their kind of lack of customizability. Uh, and they just did not work well for, for the printing process and what we were trying to accomplish. Uh, and so when we were designing AMP, uh, we looked at a couple different uh, constraints that that informed our design. One was, uh, we're not Google, we're not Amazon. Let's build a low cost, uh, you know, uh, and expandable uh, and, you know, kind of egalitarian software that's using all of the best of open source uh, and uh, is very easy to uh, deploy to to different spots, whether it's uh, on-premise at a, at a factory or whether it's in the cloud managed by, by Baldwin. Uh, you know, additionally, Baldwin operates so many different business units and so many different touch points. Uh, we realize that we can't structure AMP too strictly uh, to only accommodate, you know, one specific product. And so from the beginning in the design of AMP, uh, we built it such that any device with any data can connect to AMP and that data can become meaningful as it travels through the AMP pipeline and is ultimately displayed uh, back to you. And so as we look at now expanding AMP uh, to a greater audience and to greater um, connection points, uh, AMP's architecture makes a lot of sense because now we can not only accommodate Baldwin uh, devices, but we can accommodate other disparate makes models and vintages of, of equipment as well. That's really interesting that, that, that you the architecture of this platform is so broad that it does it, that it's able to accommodate other um, other equipment as well. That's that's really interesting to hear and to, to learn more about. So, Steve, as a result of that, uh, if a company wants to use AMP with their equipment for their equipment, where should they begin? Really, there's there's a number of places to start with AMP. You know, obviously, the first is to get a hold of us, um, and we've got some experts uh, here as well as in the field that uh, are versed in AMP and and uh, kind of know what it can do. Uh, we, uh, one scenario is through the acquisition of a piece of Baldwin equipment. And that's actually, as Jake just mentioned, sort of the origin of AMP was to begin to put IoT, uh, dashboard type information, rules, process information together for the, the, the Baldwin equipment that's connected to machines. And as you alluded to earlier, you know, Baldwin as a company is really in an interesting spot in the industry because we supply a lot of the technology onto the machines. Uh, we don't supply the machine itself. So we, we work with multiple uh, types of machines, different OEMs, uh, uh, different uh, makes and models. We do a lot of retrofitting of presses uh, with technologies like inspection, like curing, uh, surface treatment, et cetera. So we tend to touch a lot of the process, especially as you get into packaging, uh, high-end packaging and high-end commercial uh, printing. Uh, so as, as it evolved, though, as Jake mentioned, you know, really AMP had to be an open architecture. So we had to be agnostic, not just to our own equipment, 
but to the machines that we're connecting to as well. So uh, another scenario is to bring the data from the machine itself into AMP. We call that AMP the press. In fact, you don't even need any Baldwin equipment to do that. So as long as the machine has uh, a way to, it, it has information, uh, data that it's collecting to run the process, you know, operators see that data on the, on the control screens, but a lot, a lot of it's available to us uh, and through cooperation with the, uh, you know, the machine provider, uh, we can access that information and pull it into AMP, and that begins to build the data set for what's happening on the press. And then any connected piece of equipment, such as an inspection camera, a UV carrying system, or an LED system, uh, surface treatment, uh, color measurement, all of that can be aggregated and, and put together so you get this bigger and bigger, richer gamut of information about what's happening in the process. And then you connect that uh, to workflow. So your job ticketing system that's issuing the jobs that has all the information about what the target production should be, what the target cost should be, we can then collect that. And AMP provides information for the life of the process, for the life of the machine. And so you can compare live information with AMP to historical information really in any way that you want. You can look at tolerances, you can, you can set, you know, averages. And if you veer off an average in a certain uh, data channel, if you will, or uh, data variable, uh, you can set an alert and a quality manager uh, or anybody running the process can get information that can prevent them from making, you know, mistakes or waste or, or you know, defects, et cetera, that could cost a lot of money. So they're, they're just getting started with AMP is we've made it very easy to get started in any of those scenarios through a Baldwin connection of a piece of Baldwin equipment to the press itself, uh, you know, or to really any any source of data that uh, uh, is available to, to bring into AMP. Steve, as a, as a follow-up, can you tell us who's already using AMP today? Yeah, we've got quite a few customers that we're working with very closely. It started as a, as a technology, as I mentioned, uh, to connect the peripherals that that uh, companies like AMS Spectral and, and Baldwin had in the field. And, and as we as we grew that, so there, originally AMP was a way for engineers and support engineers to help customers solve problems and troubleshoot what might be happening on, on a live press. And as it grew, you know, we began to approach customers with, and, and customers began to talk to us about what else can we put on this? What other information uh, can we bring into AMP? And so we've got several customers that we're working with now. One is actually in our backyard. Uh, we're, we're based out of Minneapolis, St. Paul area in the U.S. And uh, we've got a company that's a label converter in our backyard that uh, is really one of our first uh, uh, examples of what we can do with AMP in, in that scenario, that particular equipment scenario. But we're talking to many companies, uh, commercial printing companies, uh, you know, high end, more industrialized uh, shops. We've got places that are, you know, small uh, everybody can benefit from data. We're trying to sort of democratize the idea of you don't have to hire an army of consultants uh, or, or buy an expensive piece of uh, software to do this. This is something that really everybody should get to know their data in this in this new era. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Jake, uh, tell us you, you're 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 in the nitty gritty and you're you're hands on with this and with customers in this uh, in this platform. So, what are the top three user features that that you've seen uh, that, that people use when it comes to AMP? Can you tell us a little bit more about that? Yeah, so you know, like Steve said, it's it's pretty interesting. When we started uh, building AMP, we really were focused on the internal support angle of how can we better support the um, our, our customers that are already running Baldwin equipment in the field or, uh, you know, perhaps like diagnosing things like warranty issues. Um, but as we continued to expand the technology, we learned that a lot more is possible. And there was a much bigger need uh, for data-driven insights 
within the printing industry. So like a great example of that is uh, we quickly learned that our customers, the, the, print, shop, the print service providers, uh, they could actually uh, win more of their end customers by providing conformity reporting, right? So after a job runs, uh, AMP can automatically generate a report that shows exactly how the color was in spec, uh, exactly what the speed was ran at, what the cure rate was, all of that to basically better assure their high-end customers that uh, there were no problems coming off of the press and, 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 and everything is printed to the exactly correct standard. Um, as as uh, we looked internally to better support uh, our product, uh, we built a tool called the Deep Chart. And so on most IoT platforms, uh, when you want to go back and look at data, you are using a real-time dashboard to basically then just pull up real or uh, historical data, which is fine, but it's just simply not the best way of doing this. So we built a tool from scratch that is focused on answering those historical questions about how did this job run, how did this uh, how did this week look, you know, uh, can we compare last week to the week before, and then once we have that data up, can we uh, can we zoom in? Can we analyze further? Can we add more data to it to better understand the picture? So we built, again, what we call the deep chart, which is a interactive historical query tool that allows everybody from internal engineers to deeply diagnose uh, systems that are running in the field to, you know, like process managers being able to uh, troubleshoot how a job was run, everything from curing to color uh, to inspection and everything in between. So another uh, feature that we added to AMP that we quickly uh, saw as a differentiator from, from IoT platforms uh, that are generically offered from people like Amazon or Google uh, was to introduce a new homepage such that when you log into AMP, you're greeted with all of your print assets visually uh, on, you know, on cards that are uh, displayed in a way that makes sense to to a, a print shop manager. And so if you click further into those cards, uh, click further into those assets, we actually display a stock ticker-like chart that shows their OEE over time. And so we think of a uh, printing press just like you would a stock ticker in that we want to know how it's performing over time and what that trend looks like. And that's something that directly impacts our customers, the, the print shop providers, being able to understand what their utilizations look like, uh, you know, day to day, week to week, month to month. So, Jake, it sounds like you took the feedback that you were receiving from early users to help add and build new features in. Is that true? And if so, kind of what features came out of feedback that you received from customers um, and how has that proven to be beneficial for AMP as well? Yeah, absolutely. I would say all of those those features were directly uh, resulted from uh, talking with customers. So the way that we have developed AMP is in um, uh, an agile methodology such that, uh, you know, our roadmap isn't set in stone. We don't have the whole year planned out. We talk to customers, uh, you know, every week to understand how is AMP working for them? Uh, how is it not? And we adjust our development roadmap to quickly roll out new features every month uh, that directly impact customers, and those are just a, those are just a few examples of them. 
Excellent points. Excellent points for sure. And, and obviously it's important to, to always be listening to customers. And, and I think you, you pointed that out really, really well there. So um, Steve, so besides print, what are some other areas where Baldwin's uh, Industry 4.0 solution is, is being used? Um, if you look outside the print world, um, what are some other examples? Well, you know, in theory, AMP's, a, AMP's an IoT data platform and, and, and analytics platform. And, and as the world, we have this belief at Baldwin and at AMP uh, that, you know, data will drive the next great advantage in the graphics industry as it will in every other industry. So as we look, eventually Baldwin's evolved in the textile industry. Uh, Baldwin's evolved in, in uh, industrial processing, a lot of, you know, film processing. And we have a lot of touch points everywhere. So really the search for data, the quest for data and using data as an advantage is a fact that every industry is going to have. And, and uh, you know, the, the beauty of AMP is that it can kind of go where the need is and the demand is. Uh, it's really a way to get into data science at a very sort of low threshold level, you know, where you don't have to be a data scientist to start using AMP and deploying AMP. So we see scenarios all over the place, uh, whether we're measuring a converting line, whether we're measuring a uh, corrugated box plant, uh, whether it's printing, you know, it, it, it really printing for us was great because we already had so many touch points uh, through Baldwin and that's historically our, 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 our biggest market still is our biggest market and package printing and converting is, is one of the things that's still growing uh, very, you know, very nicely all over the world. And it, it's a, it's a key technology. Brands are demanding more and more you know, sophistication of, of, of conformity, as Jake mentioned, you know, are we getting the color we spec? Are we getting the, the defect-free rate that we're specking? So a lot of customers that demand sort of the high end of, of print and packaging and labeling are looking for ways from their supply base to get, you know, get closer to the data, get closer to production, get better assurance uh, that things are happening the way they happened the last time they got the product and, and you know, and, and matching up to their conformity needs as well. So, we see a world where literally everything is going to be driven by data and we see it around us all the time in the consumer world. And, and you buy a car these days that they're, you know, a, a modern vehicle is basically a sensorized IOT platform, you know, and, and uh, some car makers do uh, really advanced work with that. And I think all of them eventually will, but in the, in the graphics industry and in some of the industrial spaces that we operate in, this is really key to the next great advantage. Excellent stuff. Gentlemen, thank you both so much for joining me here on the podcast today. Jake Schwartel, Chief Technical Architect of the AMP IoT Platform, and Steve Metcalf, Chief Marketing and IoT Officer at Baldwin. Guys, thank you once again so much for joining us here on this episode of Baldwin's Unlocking Potential podcast series. Thanks, Tyler. It's been awesome. Appreciate Thanks so much. It. Absolutely. And everyone, thank you once again for tuning in to another episode of the show. For more, of course, you can visit Baldwin's website at baldwintech.com. But also make sure you subscribe to the podcast to stay up to date with the latest uh, information from Baldwin and the latest conversations just like this one to learn more about the different products and offering from Baldwin. And stay tuned. We'll be back soon with new episodes of the podcast. So you want to subscribe. But for this one, thanks again to my guest. I've been your host, Tyler Kern. Thanks for joining us. <music>